hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone is having an absolutely fantastic day today. If you guys need anything at all, be sure to give us a call or email us at healthmasters.com. We're here to help you guys out the best we possibly can. Be sure to check out the product of the week on the last day sale Vitamin C caps with antioxidants. That'll be changing tomorrow for whatever y'all vote to see when. It looks like the magnesium, uh, the, me, the memory support, the superfood complete, and the magnesium deodorant. Those are all neck and neck. So be sure to vote on the website at Health Masters and let us know what you want to see when. Now, one thing I wanted to get into first this morning is I watched a live like teleconference, Skype teleconference with Ron DeSantis and the Florida Attorney General – excuse me, it's Florida, Florida Surgeon General, and a whole host of other doctors. They're in on this live Skype video. And it was very interesting to watch because there was a huge, huge viewership, and there was a lot of people that were logged into it. And it was definitely something that was interesting to hear because numerous scientists, numerous doctors, continue to blast the Pfizer shot and what has happened now with young children. Now, the one thing about the topic they really didn't bring up at all, which I was very, very frustrated on, is they really didn't bring up anything about the documents that have rolled out from the FDA, the 55,000 pages. They just kind of skimmed over it like it wasn't there. And they primarily went on the data that shows that the COVID ejection does absolutely nothing beneficial for children. Surprise, surprise. But yet has a host of side effects. And they did make a few a few good you know a few good you know uh, comments on it, but one thing about it is, at the very end, out of the whole thing, the Florida Surgeon General comes in. and He says we're going to announce that Florida today will become the first state in the United States that will stop recommending the COVID shot for healthy children. Now, when everybody first heard this, and as soon as I heard it too, I was like, oh, about time. We're not recommending. They're basically they're recommending the children don't get it that are healthy children. Now, when I read it again, I thought to myself, I watched part of it again, I said, this sounds like great news. But here's the problem. He made it very clear. Instead of saying, we recommend that no children get this injection, he said, we recommend that healthy children do not get this injection. He specifically used the word healthy as an adjective before children. Now, what's interesting about this is so they're saying still the shot will be recommended for children who are not healthy. Well, this falls under the broad category of just about every child nowadays. It's immunocompromised or maybe has allergies or has issues because a lot of children, you guys understand, have been severely damaged from a lot of these injections over the years when they continue to pump them full of mercury and aluminum and everything else. So I was glad to see that topic was addressed, but it kind of – Tort me a little bit at the end where I just was like, why would you have to add healthy children? Why don't you say the shot doesn't work? It has severe side effects. It's causing myocarditis in children. We know what it's doing. The research is showing that it's completely and totally useless, not to mention dangerous, and we're recommending that no children get this shot. That's what I think should have been said. Why has he brought up the fact that the number of COVID cases among children was based on a total fraudulent PCR test? Very few children actually had COVID with severe symptoms. The fact that Pfizer committed fraud in their COVID-19 vaccine trials and that they were not even effective, it was unbelievably dangerous. That almost 10,000 children now, according to theirs, under the age of 12, had now suffered severe COVID vaccine injuries. 
that that kind of got overlooked too. Or saying that Florida was not going to provide COVID injections for children, basically five to twelve, because it's showing that it's not safe, nor is it healthy, nor is it effective. So again, you got to look at where the propaganda is coming from. And again, I think the Surgeon General of Florida, he seems like he's a pretty decent dude, Doctor Joseph. But again, I don't know. I was a little. I don't know why he had to put the word healthy in there because that's going to confuse a lot of parents if their children simply maybe have a small health issue. They're going to, oh. Oh, we definitely need to get if they're not healthy. And that's kind of the gist that I got out of it. Now, at the same time, we see, I guess, Ukraine uh, cured COVID in uh, California, or New York, too. New York City now just said officially they're ending all COVID vaccine mandates, all mask mandates, and all vaccine passports. It's time to open our city back up, Mayor Eric Adams says, dropping the key restrictions to get New York running again. That's, that's funny, isn't it? It's funny how... Just a month ago, they were saying how they were not going to remove the restrictions and how all this stuff up there basically needed to stay in place. And, man, that's funny. All of a sudden, we go to war in Ukraine, allegedly, and now now New York's done with vaccine passports. Oh, Seattle, too. No more vaccine passports. No more mask mandates. Opening Seattle back up. Huh. Interesting. You know who we haven't heard anything from now? Bobblehead Fauci. Isn't it funny how he was on almost every single media outlet at least once a week? pushing his rhetoric and his propaganda, I mean, literally on a weekly basis. Now it's like the man's in, like, it's like protective custody or something. And they got him, you know, and <laughs> gone away in a hole somewhere, not talking. I mean, you, you nothing. I mean, the man literally has disappeared. Well, because everybody has started to figure out what fraudulent piece of crap he was. I'm just being honest with you. We saw how he blatantly lied to Rand Paul when they were at the Senate hearings, blatantly lied about the gain-of-function research in China, blatantly lied about the mask, completely changed every single time he had something come up with, and he did it very specifically from a psychological warfare tactic. I, guys, I explained this to you guys last year. It was designed to keep people confused on their toes. That's why one week he'd come out and say, well, you got to do this. Oh, no, now you don't have to do it. Oh, wait, we changed our mind now three weeks later. Now you have to do this. And he went back and forth on it. Isn't it funny now that all the documentation about the Pfizer shot is coming out, and now Pfizer, Fauci, none of them are talking about how everybody needs to get their fourth booster shot. Isn't that interesting? But two months ago, they were saying how it was going to be approved almost immediately and everybody needed to get lined up for their fourth booster shot by February, March. Crickets. Not a single word from any of them now. Everything's gone completely dark. This is what happens when you expose cockroaches. If you've ever been in Florida... There's roaches down here. That's why you put out bait and you basically do pest control. But if you're in a place or a motel or a hotel and it's basically nasty, and I've been there before, you flip on a light and all of a sudden you see cockroaches. What do they do? They scurry under everything. And you go, well, that's pretty disgusting. That's really nasty. That's what these people are. They're roaches. They like to do stuff in the dark. They like people to not know what they're actually doing so they can come out when everybody thinks, you know, oh, this is okay, everything's good, and they come up behind the scenes and push their narrative. That is what they do. That is what they have always done, and that's why we do the best we can to expose them for what they're doing. Ironically, right now, with all the information and truth coming about the RNA shot and how dangerous it is, quietly, Moderna just decided they're going to build an RNA vaccine manufacturing facility in Kenya. Now, what always makes me mad about this is you see the mainstream media constantly, constantly play the race card all the time. But you know one thing they never talk about is why in the heck Bill Gates 
and all these other vaccine manufacturers are allowed to test and build and try out vaccines on the African population all the time. That really, really irritates me, to be honest with you, because they always want to play one card. But then when you actually find out what they've done to the African population, what's been going on over there, isn't it interesting that there's been a civil war going on in Yemen for years with horrific civilian casualties? Not one time do you hear anybody about, we need to stand with Yemen, we need to support Yemen, we need to cut off all the rebels in Yemen and make sure that doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. Um, just yeah, of course. That's just convenient to forget all that because we got to focus on what's going on in Ukraine. One thing that nobody's talked about, very few people have even discussed and even know that Ukraine is pretty much the breadbasket of the whole East over there. The global price of wheat has gone up fifty-five percent since the week of the invasion happened. They said Ukraine farmers are being forced to neglect their fields as people flee. Ports are shut down that send wheat and other food staples worldwide to make into bread, noodles, and animal feed. And essentially, the surge in pricing is going to have an effect globally. They go on to hear in one article, it says, by the end of 2022, we predict to witness a very serious shortage of food in many parts of the globe. In fact, World Bank President David Malpass, World Bank President is this guy, kind of telling you what's going on. He's openly admitting now that we're going to be facing a huge supply shock. He said, of course, we're already moving into a global food crisis even before the war erupted. According to the U.N. worldwide food price in February 2022, were 20% higher than they were in February 2021. And I just had this conversation with uh, Ruben earlier when I came to the office. I said, make sure we are keeping our cost on shipping monitored closely. UPS has already put out memos that they're going to be doing massive fuel surcharges now. We've got multiple companies now that are using priority mail to send us big boxes, big boxes, when they normally use UPS. UPS is more fixed at fixed end rates without fuel surcharges. That's why, if you guys know, a lot of times we use priority mail to get to, to you as fast as we possibly can. But I've encouraged everybody, continue to monitor the main staples that you need, the main things that you basically have to have. I talked to uh, Bill Kirstner and his wife yesterday up in Illinois, great couple, awesome couple. Talked to him for a while in detail. Actually, I had to get off the phone. I had another business call and I had another phone call, but talked to him for a little bit. And uh, they're great, great customers. And they were talking and asking me about basically stockpiling other stuff, including like rice or like pasta and Mylar bags. And I said, yeah, there's great options to it. I said, you can really watch like how-to guys right on YouTube or right online. I said, it's very easy to do. And I said, just have stuff pulled away. And I said, but also, too, you want to make sure you have backup water that you can use to drink and cook with. I said, because what happens is if you start running into a supply shortage, and you have to start eating some of that food to save costs, to keep costs down in order to, you know, basically keep things in budget. I said, you want to make sure you have adequate water that's going to be, you know, clean. So a lot of times we take the distilled water and you can buy the jugs online. We have some, I think, on our website. You can also buy them on eBay and other ones. They're very easy to find. They're the BPA-free jugs. You can get them in like two-gallon, three-gallon. They're almost like plexiglass. You add a little bit of colloidal silver in there, and you can store it pretty much indefinitely when you need it. And I said there's another great option you can have is basically the collapsible five-gallon jugs that are BPA-free. You can buy those two online, and they basically flatten out. And if you need them, well, I told him, I said, what I would do is if there was starting to have a massive crisis locally, I said I would fill those up with, you know, basically my well water and store those. And I would use those for stuff like cooking that you're already going to be boiling. And also, too, for anything else that you may need around the house for sanitation so you're not using your purified distilled water. 
Now, I said also, too, I would make sure you got backup supplements that you may need because every single thing is going to start getting very expensive very fast right now with the fuel cost. Now, does that mean everybody needs to panic? Absolutely not. This is not new. This is not the first time there's been a war or a conflict. This is a regular occurrence because all wars are banker wars, and they continue to do this. And that's what I explained to him. And I said, listen, enjoy your life. And when the, you know, when, when everything's high, enjoy the high. Live it, enjoy it, and absorb every second of it because the highs never last. And when you're in the low, deal with the low and get yourself out of it and prepare for the winter. It's like Jim Rohn used to always say. He goes, there's always winter and there's always summer. <laughs> if you don't like the winner, you got to talk to somebody else above me on that one because I didn't make the winner of the summer. <laughs> He's referring to God. He goes, you always know there's a winter coming. There's always a summer coming. It's always what happens. It's just how it works. So if you prepare for the winter during the summer, when the winter comes, it's not an issue. And then during the winter, you can look forward to the summer coming back. Then those are the things you have to remember, staying positive and staying prepared and continuing to get the truth out there. But I want to start off with a few of those things this morning on this whole entire COVID sham that's continuing to collapse. And now, of course, they're saying, oh, the reason why COVID suddenly dropped off now is because so many people got injected. Well, it's funny because a lot of people still didn't get injected. A lot of people still refused the injection. Yet, remember when Fauci said, oh, herd immunity is not going to hit at 70% now. We need the entire population injected with this RNA gene shot. Well, it's funny now, he's kind of disappeared since COVID disappeared, gone back to his little rat hole wherever he came out of. I'm sure he's enjoying his nice $450,000 a year salary from the federal government, and I'm sure he'll retire somewhere on a private island. Because remember, he was a huge stockholder of Moderna. Now that Moderna started to collapse and the sales, basically their, their stocks have gone to the floor, where the CEOs jumped off millions of shares at the same time he deleted his Twitter it's funny they did that about a month ago, wasn't it? Right before all this stuff started to happen, kind of like they knew something was going to occur. Always got to watch and see what some of these clowns do beforehand, and it'll give you an idea what to look out and prep for. So, again, thank you, my friends, for continuing to get the truth out there on a regular basis. We're all in this together, and we all will continue to push forward and fight and prevail as long as the truth continues to get out there. What do you think, Deb? Good opening, Austin. And with DeSantis, you know, he's a Yale boy. I, I just don't – something's not right with him. And don't get me wrong, I like Ron DeSantis, and he talks to talk, and he's, he seems to be walking the walk. But it's like you said, why didn't he talk about the Pfizer data dump? Why didn't he go into detail about that? Why in the world is he saying that, you know, you know, healthy children don't need this? Why did he put the word in healthy? And when you start talking to these guys who go to Yale or go to law school or, you know, whatever, you know, up there in those Ivy League schools, you know, a lot of that is really politically motivated, especially with, the, you know, the, 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 the secret society they have. They're called Skull and Bones, and we know that. Now, was DeSantis a member of Skull and Bones? I don't know. You know, they used to give out their membership, you know, years after people had basically become part of it. And they don't really seem to do that anymore. I guess they started realizing they were getting pushed out into the bright light too much. And like you said, Austin, roaches don't like to be lit up in the middle of the night. and They run back under the refrigerator. And, you know, that's why, you know, we have to continue to expose this mess to the best of our ability. And now we start to realize that, you know, according to some of the latest research that I've seen, over 10 billion, 10 billion, as in big, as in B as in big, 10 billion shots have been administered all over the world. Now, a lot of people have gotten three shots, so, you know, you may have only 3 billion people at the max basically injected. But a good percent of the, of the population has been injected with this mRNA shot. 
And yesterday I was listening to Klaus Schwab again talking about how people are going to change and it's not going to be something they can help because their DNA is going to be modified and they're going to change internally. That's why he said by 2030 you will own nothing and you will like it. So they're doing genetic changes on us right now, and they're doing a lot of this through these different laboratories they have around the world. And, and, they're, and they're injecting people with all kinds of weird stuff to see what happens to them. You know, yesterday I was talking to one of our neighbors, Scott. Sharon and I went on about two mile an hour, two, two mile an hour, about, about two mile an hour, about a two mile, two mile an hour walk. And we stopped and we talked to Scott for a few minutes, and he told me he had not yet been injected along with his family. He had told a bunch of friends about the show. And one, one was a, one guy was a Hispanic brother, and he said basically that that guy was going to go get 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 ejected with him and his family. He started listening to the show, and he immediately stopped. Said, "I'm not going to do this." Whenever you listen to someone who gives you an alternative meaning to something that they're doing, it should throw questions into your mind about, okay, what's really the truth here? How do I get to the truth? What type of research do I need to do to find out exactly what's going on? Now. That's what a normal person would do who's got the ability to have, say, you know, concrete, rational thought. They start thinking about, well, what about this decision that I made? Is it good or is it bad? Or what about the decision I'm about to make? Should I do some more research on it? Like I said, if someone says to you, there's two glasses of water here, one contains a poison, one doesn't. They both look the same and you can't taste the poison. But go ahead and try the poison to see if you have any side effects from it. If you have concrete, rational thought, you're going to say, what is the poison? Why would I want to do this with my body? And how about, no, I'm not going to do it. Let's do some research. But that's not how the general population thinks, sadly. I mean, it really is. It's sad because of all the dumbing down from the fluoride, the mercury, the aluminum, the flu shots, and the list goes on and on with tricyclic antidepressants and serotonin reuptake inhibitors and statin drugs. It really decreases mental acuity and your ability to think through and solve complex problems. It really does. And so you get to a situation where you don't think about the issues, you think about survival, and that's all you care about. You think about going along to get along. I heard another guy say that again the other day. And, and, and we have to understand that that's not what we're called to. We're called to a good fight with Christ Jesus. Well done, good and faithful servant, Jesus said. That's what we want to hear. Even Apostle Paul said that. And we don't have a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. People were asking me, somebody sent me a video yesterday of a pastor who did a pretty good sermon. If you were on my personal list, my text is I probably sent it to you. It may have sent it to you. I sent a few dozen of them out. But the reality is I didn't quite know enough about this pastor. I mean, some people are saying that he's committed adultery on his wife multiple times. Some people are saying that you know he's a hardcore Zionist. And so on and on and on and on. So I had to stop and step back. I didn't want to post it on the website because I wanted to make sure I know who this guy is. Know who you're listening to. Know what they believe and know what they're saying and know if it's the truth or not. Because, guys, here's the thing. You know, Donald Trump, when he ran back in 2015, and, man, that boy talked to talk. He did. He did. And we all did not want the Benghazi witch, Hillary Clinton, in the White House. And we all, most of us, all voted for Trump in a landslide the first time he ran because we thought that what he was telling us was the truth. And then we started seeing cracks in his armor, cracks in his facade, cracks in what he said he believed. Now, is this going to be the same thing that we see with DeSantis? I don't know, because a lot of these guys are compromised, and I'm not saying DeSantis is. I know Trump is, and I'm not you – know, so what we have to do is we need to realize that we need to do the best we can to vet things before we start promoting them. That's why I no longer support Trump. 
Now, at this point, I continue to support DeSantis, but I have all kinds of questions why he has done certain things. But at least he's talking the talk right now. But guys, listen to me. When you get to the, that level of being a governor of a state, especially a big state like Florida, or you get to the level of senator in the United States, a lot of those people have been vetted before they were brought into that position by the Republican or the Democratic Party to make sure that when they go and they toe the line and they remain partisan. Remember what I told you that Mancow told me a few years ago? He said you can have a really big talk show in the United States if you're a Republican or you're a Democrat and you're partisan. If you try to, if you try to go down the middle and you try to talk about both sides and what they're doing, the good and the bad, they quickly don't want you there because you no longer are a polarizing figure. You start telling the truth to people about what's happening on both sides of the political aisle. People get upset because the only people that control those political aisles as far as from the majority standpoint are the international bankers. And I've read that to you many times with Otto Kahn. They're also the ones that have pushed all of these bioweapon laboratories into the Ukraine. That's what they've done. And now we know there were like 15 of these bioweapon labs right on the verge, right on the edge of Russia. And Russia didn't want that stuff here, there. And, and you know, let me, let me, let me go about, let me talk about this for just a second. You know, all these illegal wars all across the world in the name of democracy, you know, the last 20 years, 30 years since the USSR fell, Russia has basically been quietly selling energy and minding their own business. They really have. I was in Russia with Austin back in the 90s, and they had just – the Soviet Union had just collapsed, and the people in Russia were so poor. I told told you the story. I'm not trying to paint some halo over my head because I certainly don't deserve that. But I remember I went to the ship that we were on. We stopped in St. Petersburg, and I got $100 and $1 bills because the Russian ruble had gone to nothing. And uh, and and there were people begging all over the streets in St. Petersburg, and I felt bad for them. I really did. And so I was giving, you know, everybody two, three, four, five dollars or whatever it was, you know, $1 bills. And people were going nuts that I was doing that. There was one lady by a church there. She came out, and she was begging for money, and I gave her $5, I think, or $10. I don't remember. And she got on her knees, and she wrapped her arms around me, and she kissed me, and she started praying all these prayers and blessings on me. This happened with me and Austin. Austin was there, and I thought, this is really odd. And I looked at my my guide who was taking us around in his car, and I said, what is she saying? He goes, she's praying blessings on you. He says, you just fed her family with this money you gave her for like the next month. And she doesn't know what to do. She's freaking out. She digs me. She expected to give her a dime or a nickel, not, you know, five, ten dollars. And so this is where the Russian people were 30 years ago. This isn't like 300 years ago. It's back in the 90s. And so they did the best they could trying to real put it back together again. See, and I've talked about this to you before in depth. When the Rothschild banking cartel funded Stalin and Lenin to come in and destroy up to 60, some people say up to 100 million Russians and destroy the Russian Orthodox Church to bring the Russian Empire down and under communism to put this iron curtain all the way across Russia and across the Eastern United Eastern Europe countries after World War II, they didn't realize the power of the Orthodox Church and the power of Jesus, and, and they didn't understand that. And these underground churches started appearing all over Russia. I remember back in the 80s. I remember I'd gotten saved in 79. And I remember back in the 80s, we were going to a church. The guy's name was Rayburn Blair. He was the pastor. It was a church up in Tallahassee. And I remember I bought 500 Bibles to have them distributed. I think they were a dollar apiece into Russia. And I actually got a, like a little, a little award plaque on my Bible that said I had done this. 
And I felt sad for the American, I'm sorry, for the Russian people that couldn't even get access to Bibles. It was a giant underground church in Russia. Well, this underground church continued to be there. Well, what they did is they've now become very, very strong again. And pushing, Putin has pushed the Russian Orthodox Church very heavily and pushed Jesus very heavily back into the, to, to the Russian people. Well, that kind of makes the people really, really mad who run the New World Order because they really hate Jesus because he reset their timeline. And so they don't want Putin doing that. Now, is Putin a good guy or is he a thug? I don't know. All I know is what he talks about and what it shows that he's done and how he's tried to rebuild the Russian church. So when they went, when the Rothschild banking cartel, and I've talked about this to you before, went into China, it was much easier to push communism into China because they didn't have Jesus. And they went in and killed a whole bunch of Christian missionaries. Supposedly up to two million Chinese Christians were murdered and martyred when basically the Chinese revolution happened. And so they were able to extinguish the flame of Christianity and free thought from the New Testament into the Chinese people. Hence, communism has basically taken hold there, and they routinely harvest the organs of people who are dissidents and sell them on the open markets. And a lot of times they're being transported through the lily pad American bases again. Remember, I talked about this the other day. They run drugs. They run people. They run organs. <laughs> they, they run everything they possibly can for, as far as the contraband through the mafioso groups that use our 800 American lily pad bases all over the world that work with the CIA. And this is the group that runs the planet. Now, we need to understand, back a few years ago, the National Geographic, uh, the, the, the Pentagon was building bioweapons in the first place in Russia in Ukraine. Well, because Russia was entirely quiet on the subject and the U.S. wanted to get ahead of them, the initial bio lab in Kazakhstan was built by the U.S. for about $100 million to store high-risk diseases such as the plague and anthrax and was hoping to attract scientists who might otherwise create biological weapons of mass destruction for someone else in order to keep the world safe, whatever that means. The U.S. has built several labs in Kazakhstan, but most recently a biosafety level four was completed in 2022. As early as 2004, the Pentagon's Defense Threat Reduction Agency, DTRA, began making a network of biolabs for infectious diseases in Ubikistan. And within a few years from operations began outbreaks of unknown diseases reported in these same areas, as, they, diseases, as these labs are even releasing pathogens or testing it. In Georgia, leaked documents show that the U.S. Embassy had been transporting deadly pathogens in blood, in human blood, as diplomatic cargo in a scheme where private U.S. contractors working for three different U.S. biolabs have been given diplomatic immunity. Shortly after the Russia invaded Ukraine, war clandestine released a video with maps with U.S. biolabs matching up with the maps of the recent attacks suggesting that Russia was securing these top secret biolabs. Western media claims this is false but fails to debunk it. And once the video went viral, the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine is caught deleting the evidence of these labs from their website, but not before an independent journalist was able to copy documents showing 11 bio Ukrainian biolabs funded by the Pentagon. The Russian embassy to Bosnia has accused the U.S. of, of filling Ukraine with biolabs, which were very possibly used to study methods for destroying the Russian people at a genetic level. Now, listen, this is so important, this part of the article. And we know now that these so-called mRNA vaccines are genetic-specific and are destroying people at the genetic level. We now officially know that COVID-19 is a man-made bioweapon, and we know that it was funded by elements of the eight. NIH, NASA Institutes of Health, and Peter Daszak's EcoHealth Alliance, we know that it was made in Wuhan, China. Now, we're saying that we know it was made in Wuhan, China, but how do we not know that some of the original research was done in Ukraine? We know a lot of it was done at Fort Detrick, and it was transferred to Wuhan. 
So we don't know who did all this and who they worked together with. We know that Charles Lieber, Harvard PhD, Harvard scientist, Harvard had, had one of the head guys who was charged with colluding with these the scientists over in China, that basically he was dealing with weapons research and nanotechnology in the side of these vaccines. We were one of the first people on this show to talk about Charles Lieber. And so, you know, what's interesting and what's threatening about the U.S. encircling Russia with top secret biolabs and who on earth thinks it's coincident that everyone involved in the United Nations Great Reset are now the Ukraine's greatest allies? I'm going to repeat that. All of these people right now in the United Nations who are involved with the Great Reset through Klaus Schwab are the Ukraine's greatest allies of all time. The mercenaries and war profiteers in America are getting excited about making short-term profits off the debt. But the only ones that will benefit from this are the crooks who are at the top who have been caught committing the most heinous crimes against humanity in all of recorded history with 10 billion injections given that's where we are right now with who these clowns are and what they've done so we need to realize that we need to understand that we've got to really start snapping these guys tight because if we don't hold their feet accountable they'll do what they've done continually remember about a month after 9-11 september 9-11 ronald donald rumsfeld stood at a podium in front of a two billion dollar b-2 bomber at whiteman air force base in missouri and he addressed the air crews of the 509th bomber wing before they took off across the world to wreck misdirected vengeance on the people of Afghanistan. Rumsfeld told these crews, these bomber crews, we have two choices. Either we change the way we live or we must change the way they live. We choose the latter and you are the ones who will help achieve that goal. Remember, this is the same Rumsfeld who stood right there and said we were missing $2.3 trillion dollars. Basically from the Pentagon, <laughs> I still don't know how you misplaced 2.3 trillion, and ended basically going into a situation where you know the entire area of the Pentagon was hit by a missile, I believe, to basically destroy the records of that. So this is the whole thing that's been going on since then. The United States has launched more than 94,000 airstrikes, mostly on Afghanistan and Iraq, but also Libya, Pakistan, Yemen, and Somalia. This is unbelievable. Rumsfeld's plan has undoubtedly achieved its goal of changing the way the people in those countries live, killing a million of them, reducing tens of millions of lives from reducing tens of millions more to lives of disability, disfigurement, dislocation and grief and poverty. A sophisticated propaganda campaign was politically justified 13 years of systemic U.S. war, exploiting the only two human failing that George Orwell examined in his 1945 essay, Notes on Nationalism, as Orwell wrote, the nationalist not only does not approve of atrocities committed on his by his own side, but he has a remarkable capacity for not even hearing about them. Orwell insisted enlisted torture, the use of hostages, forced labor, mass deportations, imprisonment without trial, forgery, assassination, the bombing of civilians. The U.S. committed all of these atrocities since Afghanistan and since 9-11. And Americans have responded exactly as the nationalists that Orwell described. We basically ignored every single thing that we have done. But some of the horrors of the U.S. invasions and occupations of Iraq and Afghanistan found their way into the conscience of millions of newly war-wise Americans. When President Obama, who basically continued the warmongering of President Bush, was elected on a peace platform, and awarded the Nobel Peace Prize to the deep disappointment of his former supporters, Obama has overseen 
and oversaw the largest military budget since World War II, which was continued by Trump and now has basically gone in with the senile one, Biden. There was an eightfold increase in drone strikes, special forces operations in at least 134 countries, twice as many under Bush, and a massive increase in special forces night raids or manhunts originally launched by Rumsfeld in 20, 2003, which increased from 20 in Afghanistan in May 2009 to 1,000 per month by April 2011, killing the wrong people most of the time, according to your, their senior officers. So what we see here is the CIA going in and taking out country after country after country after country, and the CIA is basically controlled by the international banking cartels, the Rothschilds, who own all of these major defense contractors through BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. I've told you this a hundred times. It's always the same people. They controlled Clinton. They, could, they, they didn't control Reagan, so they shot him. And then they controlled him through drugs the entire rest of his presidency. The Clinton was a joke. He was probably the most corrupt president other than Biden that we've ever had in the White House. And then we had George, you know, then we, then we basically had, we had George H., who's totally corrupt CIA boy. Then we had Clinton. Then we turned right back around and we put in George W., the dumb one, and he's totally corrupt. And then we put in Obama, Obama, and you know, he's a gay guy married to a guy. They put him in there just to have a little explanation point on the end of it all. And then we end up with Trump. Make America great, and gosh, did we all love his rhetoric? We did, but then he put in more CFR members in his ministry, in his, in his administration and cabinet than any other president ever had that we know of in the history of the White House. And the CFR members, the CFR, the Council on Foreign Relations, was founded after the League of Nations failed in 1920, approximately, and it was dedicated dedicated to a new world order under a one world government. And here we got Donald Trump putting all these people in, and then we turn around. And we get the senile one with the hoe for the vice president. And we're going, wow, we have been completely and totally usurped. It's all political theater. That's what I told you guys. It's a, it's a clown show with dancing puppets and elephants. And that's all we're watching right now. Think about this. Austin was right in his opening when he said so many people shorted their Moderna stock, sold their stock, did all this other stuff, you know, because they knew everything was going to collapse. Everything's going to happen with Pfizer once these things really hit the media. We now realize that these people are given inside information as far as what's going to happen in advance so that their net worth isn't damaged. We've got gold now over $2,000 an ounce. You know, if you, if you could buy it, if you can buy it without paying three or $400 per ounce on premiums, all of this stuff is happening on purpose, and it's been orchestrated for a long, long time. Ten billion vials of vaccine have been administered, supposedly. You know how long it takes to do that? It literally would take one laboratory hundreds of years to do that. We talked about that before. And they had it all stockpiled, apparently, in deep freezers. That's why it had to be frozen. Remember that beginning? And now they had, they probably, they probably been stacking this vaccine for 20 years in deep freezers so they could release it now. Everything is planned. These guys have got this new world order plan. They started pushing it really hard in 1820. They started pushing the rebuilding of the third temple. Now let me say something to you. God doesn't want a third temple rebuilt. I got to make sure we guys, you guys understand that. He knows it's going to be rebuilt. That's why he talks about it in the book of Thessalonians, and the Antichrist is going to come out of it. That's not his goal. The goal of the Kabbalists is to rebuild the third temple. They're probably going to start doing human sacrifices there. Just to give you guys a little heads up on that, they want this third temple. They want this badly because this is what they want to do. They want to bring in that old world order again. But it's not to sacrifice the bloods of bulls and goats. They don't do that anymore. 
the Kabbalist Luciferians, even the Talmudic Jews, they don't go out and sacrifice pigeons and bulls and goats like you read about in the Old Testament. They don't do that now. They haven't done that for thousands of years. This new temple is going to be for something else. It's going to be for the resurrection or the rebirth of their snake god, this Antichrist, in my opinion. Or it's going to be for the use of human sacrifices from the temple as a blasphemy against God. This is not – God doesn't – we don't need a third temple. That's why I try to tell my Christian friends who support this temple fund when these Jews run around and want to basically rebuild a third temple and they take up offerings in Christian churches. A lot of these guys like like Khan has this big thing up in D.C. last year, and he basically didn't even talk about Jesus on the second coming. And he's a Kabbalist, and he does gematria, goes into these doggone churches and does that Vulcan hand sign, which is all from the Kabbalah, all from the Zohar, and these churches eat it up. They put them on Christian TV, and he promotes this stuff that I completely disagree with, and they want to support the rebuilding of the Third Temple. Listen to me, Christian. Jesus Christ died for you on a cross. He's an eternal being. You don't need to sacrifice goats and bulls and everything else in the temple to achieve salvation. And for you to think otherwise is blasphemous. So don't support this stuff. And we've got to understand that. I've got to, Austin, come on now. I might start preaching, but guys, don't do that. That is not of God. Read the book of Hebrews. There's, there's a reason that God tore down the temple that was built in honor of him and allowed it to be torn down by the Romans. He'd had enough of the doggone sin of the people who were sacrificing their children on the altars of Baal and Moloch and Asherah. And Jesus told them that this temple will be torn down. He told, he told them that before it happened. Because God no longer had a need for it. People no longer had a need for it because they had Jesus. And if we understand that, it'll change everything. So stop supporting this Zionistic mess. Uh, I better stop before I say something I shouldn't say. Also, what do you think about what's your next story? <laughs> well, you, you nailed it on the head, bud. I mean, there's definitely no, no doubt about it. It was interesting about it is now, too, exactly what you said. I had pulled it up earlier just out of curiosity as far as what actually was happening over there with Moderna this morning. And a lot of people don't realize the end of last year, just the end of last year, you know, two and a half months ago, Moderna's stock was almost at 300 a share, 300 a share. It's literally dropped to 123 now, less than half in two and a half months. Done, gone, flattened out. I mean, and it's still declining. It's on the way down. That's interesting, isn't it? Right before all this stuff started to get released, it started to drop off rapidly. Kind of like Dad said. Kind of like there was some insider knowledge of what was going to start happening, what was going to start going on as far as with the company, and how people were going to start realizing that everything that we had basically been told was a complete and total lie about this giant pandemic. Even Pfizer, Pfizer being a very, very high-end stock as far as because of how many shares it has, it normally operated somewhere in the you know, $60, $70 range mark, 50s. Uh, it's already down 20% already, down to $47 a share because people are going, oh, oh. Anybody that's seeing the documents that are getting released over this and reading through them about the massive, massive side effects during the clinical trials, you can't ignore it. You can't just pretend it didn't, it's not there, it didn't exist. And I think Dad's spot on with what we've talked about as well with these bioweapon labs in Ukraine. 
This isn't this isn't coincidental. What in the world do we we funding fifteen bioweapon labs for in Ukraine? I mean, literally, I mean, like what ten, eight, nine of them were fully operated by DOD personnel. I mean, there were our DOD personnel in there operating the bioweapons labs, making stuff like weaponized anthrax and Ebola and the plague and everything else. These were big facilities. Hmm, isn't that interesting? So always remember that most of the time, what you're being told when it comes to the mainstream media, there's another ulterior motive for it to change the direction of what you think, to make you focus on something different, to cause you to have a different perception of something. Always remember that, my friends, and continue to be strong and get the truth out there. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting, the Capitol Police now ordered a issued an emergency declaration in Washington, D.C. as the truckers have gone in. And what's funny about it now, I saw like CNN and a few other articles barely touch base on it. And all they did was say, oh, the, the, the convoy's been defeated by traffic. There's not much going on there. They're, they're still trying to get D.C.'s attention. Oh, they're not, there's nothing going on over there at all right now. Now, I have been up there. I'm not, going, I'm not planning on going to D.C. I probably won't ever go to D.C. again. I haven't been there in a long time. I have no interest in going up there. But what's interesting about it, the, the police issued a declaration of emergency in the event that these guys allegedly got out of hand because they're driving around. They said the Capitol Police Board has issued an emergency declaration to ensure the U.S. Capitol Police are able to operate and respond as necessary. Okay, well, I mean, we see them up there. Let's see if they can really get some attention and push back. The thing about it is right now, and I personally think, again, this was not coincidental, they saw what happened in Ottawa. The whole world was watching Ottawa police beat and billy club and nightstick and trample peaceful protesters literally standing in the middle of Times Square with horses. I mean, where was the outrage with that from all the mainstream media outlets? Hmm? Where are they coming in and saying, we need to stand with Ottawa, we need to support Ottawa as they're beating peaceful protesters standing in the middle of Times Square? Because of COVID, it's, it's because it's COVID. It's science, guys. They can't be out there. It's not safe. They need to put their mask on while they stand outside in the cold by themselves. What's funny, all of a sudden, COVID just disappeared randomly, doesn't exist now, just boop, gone, off the blip, off the radar. So again, always look at what they're trying to make people think, just like I told you guys before, how the mainstream media continued to tell everybody over and over. I mean, dozens of articles you can pull up that COVID-19 is not gene therapy, COVID-19 vaccine cannot alter your DNA. The COVID vaccine does not increase gene therapy. COVID vaccine does not change human. I mean, it's article after article after article after article. Fact checkers. Well, then all of a sudden they found out that it does. <laughs> and then the Moderna CEO struggled to answer why COVID contains patented gene sequence that they found patented back from 2016. It's the same gene sequence in the COVID shot. The whole thing has been theater from the very beginning, just like we called it. It wasn't one of those things that I wanted to be right about, but again, this is what happens when you look past it, when you think outside the box. I was talking to one of my buddies over the weekend, and we were discussing some of the stuff you know that currently is going on right now. And he was like, "Man, he's like, you know, he's like, I forget how like knowledge we are on a lot of these topics." I said, "Well, I do this every day for a living, but I'm constantly researching." And I said, "The biggest thing that people fail to realize is you have to look outside the scope of what you're told." We're told to think inside of a box. We're told to follow the mainstream narrative. We're told to follow the norms that they tell us to. Now, cultural norms and certain things in society, those aren't necessarily a bad thing. 
things like proper sanitation or basically treating other people with respect. You know, there's certain things that, I mean, those are good cultural norms and areas. But also, too, they take that same concept and they use it as psychological warfare to try to force you to think what they want you to think. They try to force you to not think about what you're not allowed to think about. I had a meme that I had basically sent out, and it was a photo of the uh, Koresh, the Koresh compound, David Koresh compound with Waco back in the 90s when basically they burned down that entire building and killed those men, women, and children in there. And I put them on the meme on there and said, breaking news, breaking news. Putin has set fire to a compound outside of Kiev full of women and children. They're burning them alive. Oh, wait, just kidding. My bad. That's the FBI and ATF doing that to American citizens in Waco. That's the actual photo. Yeah. Always remember what they want you to forget. They don't want people talking about this. They don't want people talking about how the ATF now just arbitrarily came out and started denying Form 1 applications for people to make their own suppressors, which is perfectly legal. You're supposed to get a tax stamp, and you can build your own suppressor muffler, which is unbelievably unconstitutional. I'm not even going to get into that aspect, but it's been something that has been on the books for many a times. Well, now ATF came out, and they denied like 850 applications because they said – well, the parts that you have that you're going to make it with are already basically a ready-to-made silencer, and they're illegal to own. So wait a minute. I have parts that I'm going to try to build a suppressor with, and I'm legally doing a tax stamp to try to make this muffler, which there's no even – there's no legality or constitutional aspect to be able to regulate suppressors, period. There's none, zero. ATF's completely and totally out of control from the very beginning. But then they're coming in and saying now, oh, well, we deem those parts to already be suppressors, even though they're not suppressors, and they're a combination of parts designed or redesigned intended to use or assemble or fabricate a firearm suppressor. So we're denying your application to make your legal suppressor that you're trying to do. ATF is so far out of control, and Spike Cohen, he's got some funny stuff sometimes, and he trolls the heck out of them on Facebook and social media. The other day, ATF tried to put up this 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 memory this 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 horrific thing like they're doing it like these guys were some heroes to the four ATF agents that were shot and killed while they tried to illegally raid the Waco compound with zero notice shooting the dog in the face and shooting David Koresh point blank while he was unarmed and walked out the front door and these four agents were shot along with I think seven other uh, compound members in a giant gunfight. You can watch the video online with the ATF shooter. It's absolutely insane. I'm just spraying machine gun fire over the whole compound. Hundreds of people inside. I'm just completing total lunatics. Four of them got killed. They tried to put this memory form on the ATF page. Like, they died in the line of duty trying to protect their country, and we need to support them. But Spike Cohen said, no, we don't. We don't support traitors. We don't support people that violate the Constitution and shoot law-abiding citizens. What we need to remember are the 76 women and children that were burned and butchered alive in a building, and some of them were shot while they were trying to exit the compound because they wanted to make sure they made a point of what happens when you don't listen. Even though they could have arrested Koresh numerous times when he was in town every single week peacefully, they decided to do a full-blown ATF raid and then to send tanks and loudspeakers with psychological warfare and CS gas on the whole compound because, you got to remember, they, they killed the children and women to protect them. you got to remember, they, they do it for your protection. 
So that's why I have zero respect for anybody in the federal government that tries to say they're doing this for your protection. Every single time you hear somebody in politics from the government say, we're doing this for your safety or protection, they are 100% lying to your face, 100% of the time. And that is a fact I have seen and experienced every single time. Every single time I've been right about it. So always remember, and this is why I called out the whole COVID narrative so quickly. Always remember when you start seeing them focus you in a different direction, always remember to keep the truth out there and don't let your mind be troubled and be full of fear to focus on the direction they want. Keep your eyes and your sight on the prize. Continue to get the truth out there. Also, to in other news, I thought this was ironic because you guys know I have brought this topic up repeatedly. Market Watch all of a sudden randomly i pretty much knew this was going to be happening pretty soon now because you can queue it up are you already, i can already tell you i've told you for months they're going to queue this up on the ev vehicles market watch this is the title as prices top four dollars a gallon should you consider an electric vehicle ah <laughs> there we go here we go now already starting with the ev propaganda and they go in and say talk about how some of the insurance costs can be three percent higher now they're saying that the ev makers including tesla are providing their own insurance tesla's auto insurance is available in florida texas illinois ohio and california they go on to say that the data shows ev vehicles are less likely to be stolen than comparable gas engine luxury vehicles and they track well in the event that they are stolen and that the tax incentives and the fuel price savings are a huge factor and why everybody should really get into the green movement because it's super cost-effective right now and you don't want to get left behind. Imagine that. Imagine that right now when everything starts to blow up with fuel because not Russia – it's not that at all. The prices have been going through the roof. There, there's supply line issues that we're going to see because now Biden just came out this morning and he said they're going to be banning all imports of Russian oil. But we will not produce our own oil. They will not remove the restrictions on the U.S. and they will not open the Keystone Pipeline. So he's talking about buying oil from uh, Venezuela. Wait, wait a minute. What? Venezuela and Russia are allies. So now we're going to buy oil from Venezuela, which, by the way, Venezuelan oil – is a little bit dirtier than normal oil, say, compared to Saudi Arabia, which means it takes more refining, which means the refineries are going to have to work harder to clean the fuel and get it ready. So now we have our own oil that we have in our own country, and we can't take it out, and we're not going to get it from Russia because Russia's the boogeyman. So we're going to start importing oil from Venezuela now in the future whenever they decide it might be okay. Maybe when fuel's 8 9 $10 a gallon, they'll bring that down. I said this from the beginning. They're doing it to price people out of the vehicle market and to push people into the EV sector by 2025. Now there was another article earlier. I'm going to have to research it more. Now Biden's talking about trying to put more restrictions on older diesel semi-trucks that have not been fitted with DPF filters and basically try to pull them off the road and give incentives to buy newer ones with DPF filters, even though DPF filters, diesel particulate filters, if you guys don't know this, on diesel engines, are one of the stupid, most asinine things the EPA has ever mandated on trucks across the board. It literally drops fuel mileage more than half on most trucks and does very little to stop emissions except reduce soot. But then, guess what? The soot backs up eventually. The DPS filters go bad. You cook your turbos because your EGT goes too high, your exhaust gas temperature, and you end up messing up your turbos and or your motor because your piece of poo DPF filter the federal government mandated isn't working correctly because diesel engines were never designed to have giant filters on them. I've been in this industry for years. I've seen people that have deleted those trucks that have had them on there and 
Chevy 2500 is getting 26, 27 miles per gallon. Personally seen it. An LML Duramax 8,000 pound one ton pickup trucks, 26 and 27 miles per gallon. DPF filter gets retroactively fitted on it, mandated. Trucks get 12 to 14 now. So you're slightly less pollutive, a little less soot, but you're literally burning twice as much fuel. Guys, it was all built from the beginning to do this. So continue to stay prepped, stay strong, get the truth out there. What do you think, Deb? Well, you're right. I mean, I had Ford trucks, you know, back with the 7.3s. Uh, you know, I put a chip on them, super chip, matter of fact. I don't know if they still make them or not. And I was getting close to 30 miles per gallon on them. And they were great engines. They would run like forever. I mean, they were million-mile engines. And most of the folks that I know that have DPF on their trucks, they start having issues with their vehicles at around 100,000 miles. And these diesels are designed to run because they're so simple, you know, for a million miles. But they don't when you make them run too hot. And that's a problem. That's one of the reasons that Mercedes stopped putting the passenger diesel engines into their SUVs because they were running so hot. The engines were basically going out on them at 100,000 miles. I've talked to many of these guys who work on them from Mercedes, and they stopped using them. In addition to that, they were getting too good fuel mileage, and they've got to make sure they get as bad a fuel mileage you can get with them so people ship to the EV. And we called it out on this show last year, Austin, that they're pushing the EV market, and they're going to continue to do that. And now they're pushing fuel up through the roof. And people are saying, well, I'm going to get rid of my big diesel truck. I'm going to get myself an electric GMC truck. Well, they're already all sold out. And so we don't even know what type of side effects they're going to have. What are you going to do with an EV diesel truck? You're pulling a heavy load. you got a 20,000-pound trailer, and that battery goes dead. And you're in the middle of the interstate. What are you going to do? Just thought I'd ask you that. Are you going to pull into a truck stop, be towed to a truck stop, and sit there for six hours while your EV batteries charge up? Are you going to pay for that too? Or are they going to put – you know, plug-ins all around the inside of the, on the, on the, on the interstate highways for semi-trucks that run out. This could be a disastrous transition into this, but they're forcing this on all of us. And you know, also another article just came out from Daily Mail and it says that Homeland Security secretly collected data on at least 200 million money transfers of over $500 made by Americans in the last 12 years without any warrants. Wait a minute. 200 million transfers of a $500? I mean, don't they have anything better to do? $500? Remember what they're saying? They want to know every single thing you buy, every single thing that you do, so they can completely and totally control you. So if you go to the grocery store and you want to buy a bag of organic carrots, meh, meh, not allowed. No organic carrots for you today. How about some organic broccoli? No, meh, meh. Okay, how about some unbelievably toxic vegetable that's been sprayed with all types of unbelievably horrible herbicides? Yes, you can buy that. Okay, well, thank you for that. I mean, my goodness. This is the level of control they're going to go to. That's why we've got to keep our hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, for he is the answer. He really is. Okay, We don't have a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. And we've got to continue to understand that. Keep your heads and wits about you. This too shall pass, all of this mess. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ and walk in love and peace all the days of your life. Ignore the mainstream media. You don't want to listen to it. It's almost all lies. I appreciate you guys. You guys are absolutely wonderful. Thank you for supporting Health Masters. If it wasn't for you guys doing that, we wouldn't be here. I appreciate you. Also, finish it up, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. And I've 
had so many people over the years that I've talked to, and because I always tell everybody, I said, dude, turn off the mainstream media. I mean, if, if you're watching a snippet of something or you're trying to pick up something, well, whatever on that. But understand what you're watching when you go to watch it. The mainstream media is specifically designed to control your thoughts and make you think a certain direction, a certain narrative, all the way from the cadence of the sp- what they say to the headlines to the flashing red caution warning update breaking whatever words they want to put up there to the constant slot machine style counters they have constantly you always notice it's a slot machine counter whether it's covid deaths or covid cases or stock markets or oil prices or whatever is up there they always have a nice slot machine counter on there keeps people distracted and intrigued it gives them a dopamine trigger. People associate it basically with numbers rolling. It's constant trigger to the human psyche. That's why slot machines are so effective at keeping people zoned into them and sucking their money out of their wallet. They do this on mainstream media very specifically to control the way you think and make you think the direction they want. That's why I say when you cut off the mainstream media outlet, you will be shocked on your perception and your outlook and how you think changes, especially if you've really, you really watch a lot of it. I've been coming on people before. They just go home. They flip it on. They just leave the media on the whole time. Leave the news on for an hour. Sit there, just in the background. And I'm like, dude, turn that off. Put it on mute. I'm gonna listen to crap. I better bring housework. So shut it off. Don't listen to that. Continue to get the truth out there, my friends. Thank you again for supporting Health Masters. Be sure, product of the week. Last day, vitamin C with antioxidants. Got the quercetin, bioflavonoids. Fantastic product. Healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow, as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.